Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Hello and welcome to the Leveling Up podcast with me, George Swift. The Leveling Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development and the business growth that you, the ambitious business owner, desires. I'm here to give you the inspiration, the motivation, but above all else, to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Don't forget, subscribe to this podcast and never miss an episode. And in today's episode, I want to talk to you about the importance of positioning. This is the position that you hold in your industry sector, in your marketplace. It's the position that your audience holds you in. And how the closer you are to that top position means the best pricing for your products, for your services. The bottom line is really simple. We're going into a bit of a dark period for small business entrepreneurism right now. There's no question in the UK we are heading into a recession. How long that recession will last, we don't know. The experts are saying anything from a quick bounce back, a few months, for example, all the way through to many industry sectors, many experts, and many politicians saying potentially it could take years to recover from the lockdown protocols of the last two months. Whether it's going to be a few months, whether it's a few years, whether it's anything in between, the bottom line is really simple. It appears that we are going into a recession, potentially not just a recession in our own countries, but also as a global world economy. This means, really simply put, times might get a little bit tough. But here's the thing. I've said this before about recessions. I've said this before about downward economies. It really is a little bit of a cleansing. It's easy to make money in a good economy. Lazy people can make a living in a good economy. They might not be successful, but they can make a living in a good economy. Uh, People who are half-arsed, people who aren't that talented, they can all make a living in an upward economy. However, in a tough economy, in a downward economy, and in a negative, what the fucking hell is this we're going through right now economy, then I'm telling you now, those people simply won't survive. So if you are in one of those categories, you don't need to put your hand up, you don't need to admit it to me, you just need to understand for yourself, you're gonna have to step up. If you are an entrepreneur right now, you're fighting for everything that you want, then great, understand this. You're gonna have to step up, you're gonna have to step forward, you're gonna have to fight. But I'm telling you now, You will succeed, you will win, you will even potentially come out thriving if you just make sure you do the right things. And the right things are from your attitudinal perspective, your work ethic. It's also from making sure you're doing the right activities that get you the results, that you're planning your days out properly. There's a whole host of things that you need to do in order to make sure that you are going to survive the next months or even the next years in your business. And especially if you're looking to come out on top over that same period. One of the things you need to make sure is really simple. You want to be positioned at the top of the pile. The people at the top of the pile, I'm telling you now, they rarely fail. Now, when I say the people at the top of the pile, I don't mean that big businesses can't fail. What I mean by that is that small businesses, as you and I are, small businesses who are positioned very highly in the marketplace, those which are held in great esteem, not by other businesses, not by any ombudsman, not by any awards panels, but by the people that buy the products that you sell. 
The people that need your products, your services, your customer base, your prospects, your current clients, if those people hold you in high regard, if those people see you positioned at the top of the pile, then not only will you be able to survive the upcoming months or years, but you can thrive them. And also, you can raise your prices, or at the very least, you'll be able to charge top dollar for what it is that you do. The people who are seen as the best in what they do are also expensive. It goes without saying. The moment you want the best in car, the best in houses, the best in computer technology, the best in mobile phone technology, the moment if you do like a podcast like I do, you want the best microphones or the best computer software, you understand before you even embark upon that sales process, you know you're also going to be paying best money for that. It goes without saying The best is the most expensive, but also the best is very desirable. And today I want to challenge you to really step up and think about what it means for you to be the best in your industry sector, to be perceived as the top pick in what it is that you do. The bottom line is really simple. If you're at the top, the chances are you're going to be okay. If you're in the middle, you're probably going to struggle. And if you're anywhere near the bottom, the truth of the matter is the tsunami that is this economic crash that is coming towards us at incredible pace. We're in it already. It's probably almost certainly going to get worse. It's going to flush you away. It's going to wash you away. And you're going to sit there wondering what the hell just happened. So here's the thing. You're going to want to step up. You're going to want to step forward. You're going to want to take yourself to the next level so that you can take your business to the next level so you can get some clean air up there where the best hang out. So just to give you an idea of how this structure works, how the scale works, and how the link works between the amount you can charge and how you're perceived in the marketplace. Obviously, it goes without saying, if you are perceived to be the best, then you're probably going to be the most expensive or one of the most expensive. Obviously, that goes without saying. But however, if you are at the bottom of the pile, if you're perceived at the bottom of the pile, you may have managed to you know, dredge some business from somewhere, from your local networking groups or from poor, some unsuspecting customer that didn't know that you were at the bottom of the pile. Obviously, I'm not talking to you. You understand this. I know you're not at the bottom of the pile. One, one who is at the bottom of the pile, you understand that there's still business out there for those people in an upward economy, maybe because they're cheap, maybe because they're available. But when we go into a tougher economy, the truth of the matter is people just aren't going to be buying from that level because guess what? The next level up is average. Average sounds terrible, but the bottom line is really simple. Average is where where most people hang out. Average is where most businesses hang out. Of course it is because the whole notion of average is the fact that that's where the majority of people tend to be. So most products are average products. Most services are average services. Most people do an average job. Most people do an average job of looking after their clients. Most people do an average job at sales. They do an average job at marketing. Of course they do, because the very notion of average is that's where most people tend to be. That's why it's the average. So what happens here, really simply, is if you're in that group, that main big bulk, which is average products and average services, The bottom line is really simple. You're probably going to end up competing on price. You probably already are to some degree, but in a negative economy, a downward economy, you're going to be winning business on price alone. This is why the people at the bottom, people who are below average or worse, the reason that they're not going to get any business is because there's a whole bunch of average people 
who are going to step in and potentially going to compete on price, and they're going to step in and sell the products for the cheaper prices that maybe the poorer services and the poorer products used to demand in a good economy. So now you've got this big bunch of average businesses, and I'm not saying that in a derogatory term, it's just where most businesses are, and they're going to be fighting it out, competing for business and the chances are they're going to be winning that business on price alone. Now you might get lucky and win some business because someone likes you or win some business because you're available or because you're local. But the bottom line is when you look at it as a market sector, when you look at it as an economic landscape, the chances are you're going to be competing on price because the fact that you're average means that you're not particularly standout-ish in anything, which means I could just as easily go to the person up the road or the person up the other place And then I just say, really simply is, you're a bit expensive and they'll drop their price and I'll come back to you and say, I've got this price and you'll drop your price because you have to because it'll be a downward economy, then you'll be desperate for the business. And before you know it, you'll be competing for the cheapest that you can sell your product. You might get through the next few months. You might even survive the next years by doing that. But my God, what a miserable place to be. You're going to struggle. Your business is, you know, it might survive, but it's never going to grow. And the chances are your lifestyle is going to take a bit of a negative hit. It's going to be a really tough time in business. And it's going to be a really tough time in life outside of your business. I want you, if you're listening to this right now, I want you to thrive. This is the content. This message is what I give to all my success group members, my success group plus members, my mastermind members, whether they're 20, 30, 40 grand businesses or whether they're doing multiple millions. The bottom line is that if you are hanging out in that middle group where you are giving you know, a decent enough service, a decent enough product, but nothing particularly standout-ish about what you do, you're going to end up competing on price in a negative economy in a recession. So we want to get you up the pile. So there you go. You're in the average group. You're charging average prices. We go into a negative economy. We have a recession. And now you have to drop your prices to compete with all the other average businesses that are trying to fight for their survival. And now you end up doing business for less than what you were maybe just a few months ago. And it's just about profitable enough maybe to keep you going. But the bottom line is really simple. It's going to be wearing, taxing, and tiring. If we go up the next level and we get out of that average group and we start to become positioned as great in your marketplace, your products are great, you're great, your services are great, your customer services are great, whatever it might be, right? You're positioned as great. When you're great, you're no longer competing with all of those average businesses. People understand that you're one of the best out there and therefore they know that they're not gonna get you cheap. You don't need to compete with all the average businesses out there because the bottom line is when someone says, well, how do you justify the fact that you're 50% more expensive, maybe even twice as expensive as what I can get down the road, really simply put, it's because they're average and I'm great. You know it, I know it, and that's why my prices are what they are. If you want a great service, a great product, then come to me. If you want an average product, an average service, go to them. Now, of course, there'll be a whole bunch of people that still want to buy average products. Of course they will. But that's where the majority of businesses and products and services hang out. And therefore, it's going to be a cat fight. And it's a cat fight with the winner being the one that can drop the price the most and still do the business. When you're great, you have less competition. Yes, there's less business out there potentially that's willing to pay the price, but there's less competition. So the bottom line is really simple. It's actually less competitive, even though you're out of maybe the mainstream quality and pricing. There might be less people with the money in their pocket, but you're in less competition, which means that ultimately you won't be competing on price because there'll still be a market for what you do. Does this make sense? Okay. 
This is good news for you because ultimately what it means is that your work will still be rewarding for you. And not only will you be surviving, the level of surviving that you have will be greater than it otherwise would have been. And you may even be stepping into thriving. You might even be able to grow your business from that place. But let's go another level up. Let's go from being great to being one of the very best. If you're one of the very best, it goes hand in hand that you're also going to be expensive. If you want one of the very best cars, one of the very best suits, handbags, shoes, or watches, you know you're going to be paying decent money. And once again, even in a recession, plenty of people will still have money. There'll still be a market for one of the very best products, one of the very best services out there. There'll still be people that have the money for that. When you get a recession, you don't see BMW, Mercedes, Audi, you don't see these people suddenly saying, right, we're going to stop building our top end cars and we're just going to go and build a whole bunch of 12 grand cars. There's still a market for those products. There's still people out there that have the money and they still want one of the very best that's out there and available. So if you're considered to be one of the very best, you can't say this, by the way, you have to be seen to be that, you have to demonstrate this, and most important, as I keep saying, your prospects, your customers, and your client base, they need to see you as being one of the very best. If they do, they will pay good, decent money for what it is that you're currently doing. Once again, of course, the average product has all the average businesses in it. It's an average price. That price is probably going to be drilled down over a recession. And that's obviously where most of the buyers are going to be because that's the nature of averageness. That's where the majority of everything hangs out. However, there'll be plenty of people that still want one of the very best products or services out there. And those people totally accept and understand they're going to have to pay for that. So let's go another level up. Another level up. The best. Top dog, top position, you are absolutely seen as the best in your industry, the best in your marketplace, you're the best individual or you have the best products, whatever it is, you are seen as the very best. If someone wants the very best of anything, they're going to pay good money for it. If you want one of the very best steaks that's available, one of the very best milkshakes that's available, you want one of the very best running machines, TVs, if you want one of the very best laptops, if you want one of the very best sofas, you're going to be paying top, top, top money for that. And no one is going to haggle at that level. No one's going to come in and say, right, I want the very best TV. It's going to cost you 20,000 pounds. And then that person's not going to try and do a deal. Does this make sense? Now, of course, again, it becomes less competitive up there because there's only one of you up there. And again, the market will shrink as we get to the top, but you are now in competition with nobody. Anyone that wants the best product, the best service will come to you. Does this make sense? You have no competition anymore. So whilst it's like a triangle or a pyramid where there's huge competition at the base, which is where the average people hang out, and it starts to get smaller and smaller, and the market gets smaller and smaller, as you start to become the best to the very top position, you end up at that absolute peak at the top of that pyramid. And yes, the customer base goes up and everything else, but your price is exponential when you get there. I want you to imagine for a moment anything that's the best. If you're into TVs, think about what the best TV is. If you're into cars, what's the best car out there? Well, if you're into luxury, it's probably a Rolls Royce. If you're into sports cars, maybe it's a LeFerrari. Maybe it's a Bugatti. If you're into watches, maybe it's a Rolex. 
Maybe it's something even more exclusive than that. The bottom line is really simple. When somebody wants the best, they want the best. And part of what makes it the best is its exclusivity. And what makes it exclusive is the fact that only a few people can afford it. Does this make sense? Now, you're not going to become in the next few months or even the next few years, the best in the world at what you do. And even when we look at what the best is, it's arbitrary, right? So let's take acting, for example. The example I often use is, you know, who's the best actor in the world? Is it the one with the most Oscars? Is it the one that's the best stage performer? The bottom line is really simple. You'll see that there's, there's different genres and each genre will have their top actor in its genre. So for example, if it's action, the chances are you're probably going to say it's The Rock right now. So Dwayne The Rock Johnson is probably the number one action star in the world. So if someone's making a major blockbuster Hollywood movie and they want the number one, right? He might not be the best actor, but he's the best action hero right now. So if you want the number one action hero, the number one actor for your genre, you're going to go to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Well, how much does he earn for a film? Probably like $20 million or something. Now, there's many people beneath him. So you'll have maybe second tier and maybe these guys only earn $5 million a film. Maybe there's a third tier where these people earn hundreds of thousands of dollars a film. You start getting down to where the average actors hang out in that genre. And these are in the back of the film. These are like extras. They spend most of their life behind the set. And if they're lucky, they come on and get their head blown off by the rock. These guys earn maybe a couple of hundred dollars a day. When you start looking at thespians, for example... You know, there's a handful of these people that sit at the top. Let's take Mel Streep. Let's say Mel Streep sits at the very top of female actors. And when you see Mel Streep, you're like, okay, you know what? If I want Mel Streep in my film, I'm going to have to pay Mel Streep money. And you're saying, right, you know what? I want to do a comedy. I want a guaranteed pull for my film. Who do I put in there? Right, who's at the top of their game right now? So right, Jim Carrey. It's Jim Carrey. It has to be Jim Carrey. It can't be anybody else. We go and get Jim Carrey. How much is Jim Carrey? I don't know. 10 million, 15 million. I don't know. Multiple millions of dollars. Maybe I got to get Kevin Hart. What's Kevin Hart these days? I don't know. Maybe 10 million plus. I don't know. There's loads of actors you could get for maybe a million dollars, maybe half a million dollars. Then you can go down to the actors that are maybe, you know, $100,000. And then you keep going down and you've got the average ones. And the average ones, if they're lucky, they have a walk-on part in Kevin Hart's film and they earn a couple of hundred dollars potentially a day. So what you understand is the majority of people hang out where the average people hang out. And yes, there might be loads of roles down there. Let's take the movie industry, for example. There's way more roles for extras than there are for heroes. And there's way more roles for bit parts than there are for heroes. And even secondary and third actors, there's way more roles for these people than there is at the top of the game. But when you're at the top of the game, you get the pick. You get the pick of the films, you get the pick of the customers. So when you're selling Rolls Royces, for example, yeah, you're never going to sell as many Rolls Royces as you are BMWs, and you're never going to sell as many BMWs as you do Ford Fiestas. But the bottom line is you don't have to sell as many as you go up this pyramid. And equally, you're in less competition. Who competes with Rolls-Royce? Well, maybe you want a Mercedes Maybach. Maybe there's some other kind of luxury car you might consider. But really, if you want the top car, if you want the top luxury car, you're going to go Rolls-Royce and you're going to pay Rolls-Royce prices. 300, 350, half a million pounds, whatever it might be, you're going to want the best. You're going to pay the best top money for it. There's always going to be a market for the best. A couple of years ago, I remember watching something on television 
And it was about a couple of designers that wanted to sell the most expensive tree decoration ever. The whole series was simply about, will they find someone to pay that money? And I sat there and I thought, the moment they said, this is going to be the most expensive decoration ever, I'm like, they'll sell it. And the whole program was like, will they sell it? Can they sell it? Will anyone spend half a million dollars for a tree decoration? And I'm like, of course they will. Of course they will. Maybe not 100 people, 1,000 people. You might not be able to buy it in your local shop. But will there be one person that just wants the most expensive tree decoration ever? Well, guess what? There'll be multiple people. Of course there is. Logic tells you that. So I'm watching this program. I'm not getting caught up in will they, won't they sell it. You know, they put their houses on the line. They pulled all their funds together to make this thing. It had a huge diamond in it. It was platinum. Obviously, it was a lot of development costs. They're going backwards and forwards to get this thing right. And this tree decoration ended up, I think it was half a million dollars. It might have been worth more than half a million by the end of it. The price might have gone up to seven hundred dollars or $750,000. I can't remember now. And I'm sitting there thinking, of course someone's going to buy it. I'm looking at the screen shouting, of course someone's going to buy it. And I'm turning to Tracy, my partner in life and business. I'm saying, of course someone's going to buy it. Just saying, this is the most expensive anything in the world. And opening it up to the world market, of course someone's going to want it, right? As it turns out, they sold two of them. Of course they did. Of course they did. It's obvious, okay? So no matter how expensive something is, as long as it's perceived as the best, as long as it's perceived as worth the money, there'll be someone that buys it. And you only need one person. If you're making the most expensive tree decoration ever, you need one person to agree with you that this decoration is worth what you're asking for. As it turned out, they had two, and I'm willing to bet there was more than two out there. The fact is, people will want the best, and if they want the best, they'll have to pay the most in order to get it. If you were a tree decoration company, you could sell a million baubles for a dollar, or you could sell one bauble for a million dollars. Does this make sense? Now, most people will compete at the bottom end of the market because it's easier to make a one-dollar bauble than a million-dollar bauble. These guys that were making this tree decoration, it wasn't easy. It wasn't an easy process. It wasn't like, okay, let's just get a shitload of platinum. Let's get a massive diamond, shove it in the middle, put you know a beautiful little ribbon on it and flog it for half a million dollars plus. No, of course not. It had to be the best. They knew this when they went out to make this thing. They designed it. It had to be the most beautiful, the most luxurious. It had to be made from the best materials, the best diamonds. Does this make sense? And even the little diamond in the middle could be removed from the ornament and it could be worn as a necklace. So, of course, it wasn't just a case of saying, right, let's just throw loads of material, loads of expensive stuff at it, and let's just put the price out there. Of course not. They had to deliver a product that matched the expectations of the buyer for the price that they were asking. And that is scary. For most people, it's scary to go out there and say, right, I'm going to put out there the most expensive bauble, the most expensive watch, the most expensive car, anything, because the weight of the expectations of your potential clients weigh heavily on your shoulders. So this podcast, this episode is really about a call to action for you. I'm not expecting you to become the very best in your game in the world right now. What I'm saying is during the next month's during the next years, you want to continually focus on elevating your position in the marketplace. And this isn't about bullshit marketing and communications. This isn't about blagging your way to the top. I tell you now, all that shit will get washed out in a recession. This is about you authentically and honestly 
raising your expectations of yourself, raising the expectations of your clients to a point where you charge a price that they are willing to pay because they want great service, a great product, maybe even one of the best services available. Now, you don't have to be the best in the world. You might only have to be the best in town. You might have to be the best in a small geographic area. Now, if you're the best in a county, you're going to be able to charge more for what you do than if you're the best in a town. And if you're the best in a town, you're going to charge more than if you're the best in a street. But equally, if you're the best in the country, you're going to charge a lot more than the best in the county. An average restaurant will charge average prices. The best restaurant in town will charge more than everybody else in town. The best restaurant in the county will charge more again and will have a waiting list as long as you're arm. The best restaurants in the country might have three months waiting list and you'll be paying 200, 300 pound a cover to sit there. The best restaurants in the world, you might not get away with less than a thousand pounds for a meal for two. It's exponentially disproportionate what you are worth and what you can charge as you are perceived as being better and better and better until you become one of the best or even the very best. So start by being the best in town. Start by being the best in your community. Start by being the only real option for people that want great service, great products, great quality customer care. Raise that. And as you raise that, understand that that may be more expensive for you to deliver. A client that maybe you would give five hours of time to might now need seven or eight hours of time. But what happens is your prices go up disproportionately. The price of buying a Rolls Royce might be 350,000 pounds. The price of the materials in a Rolls Royce, maybe it's 50,000, maybe it's 100,000 pounds. It might cost 10 times as much to build a Rolls Royce as it does to build a Fiesta. But you're also charging 10 times as much for that. What you need to do is you need to deliver the promise and the promise needs to be valued by your customer at the price that you set it at. And as long as there's enough people that want to pay that money, you will get that business. You will be able to compete in whatever economy is coming, whether it stays just bad or whether it gets absolutely diabolically awful, you will be able to compete because there will always be money and the people with money will always want the best service. So my challenge to you today is what would it take for you to go up a level? What would it take for you to level up? Not you personally, not even your business as such, but your reputation, your positioning, your product range. What would it take for you to be seen as one of the best or even the best? And even if not the best in the country, or the best in the world, the best in an area. And the bigger that geographic area is, then the more expensive you're gonna be. What's it gonna take for you to take your business to the next level of positioning. And this isn't about marketing. I keep saying this. It's about you bullshitting and blagging yourself and telling everyone, I'm the best in town. Because whilst you might sell one product, your customers will soon speak to everybody else if they feel they've been robbed, if they feel that they've been cheated in somehow, that they've paid top money and only got an average mediocre product your business will be absolutely doomed. What you need to do, just like you need to do at any level, is you set your price, you set your stall out, you deliver against those expectations, and then your clients should still be raving about you. You want clients that pay top money, and then when they refer you on to other clients, they say, you know what, this guy's really expensive. She's really expensive, but my God, she's worth every penny. 
That's what you want people to be saying about your business potentially moving forward. It's your business. Obviously, it's your call which way you go with your business and you understand your business better than anybody. Do your due diligence and make sure that you don't just whack a massive price tag on it and then, you know, think, oh my God, I can't find anyone to sell my services to. Do your due diligence on this. But I want to just challenge you to really think about the fact that You can raise that positioning that you have in your marketplace and that's really how you're going to survive because the collateral damage is going to happen in the average group of products and the average group of businesses and those that are delivering average services. Now, I'm not saying that's bad. It sounds bad when you say average. It's not bad. It's average. It's what most people are doing. And that's where the collateral damage is really going to happen at that level. For small businesses I'm talking about right now. For small businesses, the collateral damage is going to be in that big melting pot where everyone's competing for the same business. They're going to be competing on price. And you know what? Some people just aren't going to be able to do the price cheap enough. Or if they do do it cheap enough, they're going to run themselves out of business. Or they're going to not drop their prices but still deliver average services, which means they're not going to get the business at all. That's where the collateral damage is going to happen. Get yourself up the pack. Get yourself positioned higher and higher. I truly believe that's where the clean air is and that's where you're going to be safe away from everything else. Can you be totally safe? Of course you can't but it's safer up there. Do your due diligence, have a look at your marketplace, look at who's already positioned above you, look at who's positioned above them, look at who sits at the top of the pile in your industry sector, look at their prices right now, look at what they're demanding right now, look at how they're achieving that status right now. It's not just because they've got good products, it's not about good service, it's they're seen to be one of the best or the best, they're seen to be great, they're not seen to be average or one of all the other opportunities that are out there right now. Have a little look, It's one of the strategies that you need to be thinking about, in my opinion. Do you need to apply? It's your business. It's your call. But it's definitely a strategy you need to think about. And certainly, I would say, look, go out there and just explore what opportunities out there for you to start to level up your business, level up your positioning in the marketplace so that you can also level up your pricing and you get to not only stay in the game, but you get to win at it. Awesome, guys. Thank you very much for listening. As always, I appreciate you giving me this time. There are so many people out there vying for your time and your attention right now. So I do not take it lightly that you've spent the last 30 minutes with me. My commitment to you, as always, through this podcast is to give you as much help as I can to help you, the small business owner, get yourself on the right track to right now keep you in the game. But I really do want you to excel in business. I want you to deliver against the dreams that you have, the goals that you have. I want you to achieve what you set out to achieve when you set your business out. You make so many sacrifices. You sacrifice your time, your energy, your finances. You know, when we set up our small businesses, there's so many things that we don't get to do that maybe other people do get to do. But the reason we do it is because we do get the opportunity to get the results that other people don't get as well. We take all the risk, but we do get all the rewards as well. So I want to get you to that finish line. It's really important to me that you not only survive in business, but that you do also thrive and succeed in business. To help you on your way, if you are a five-figure business doing 20, 30, maybe 40, 50K, and you haven't yet hit 100 grand, get yourself over to the six-figure fast track. It's a webinar masterclass designed specifically with you, the five-figure service-based business that wants to hit 100K or more in revenue in the next 12 months or less. The rules of the six-figure fast track are the same in an upward economy, a downward economy, and whatever the hell this economy is right now. 
The rules are the same. You want to make sure you get yourself, your business on the fast track. We look at your six-figure mindset, your six-figure business model, and we also look at your six-figure methodology. The day-to-day activity that's going to get your business to 100K or more in the next 12 months or less. It's 90 minutes. It's waiting for you right now. Go and get it completely and utterly free of charge. You'll find that at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk forward slash fast track. I'll put the link in the description as well. Get yourself on that fast track. Connect with me on social media. I will see you next time. Until then, as always, be successful. Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. 